Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon, and uh, today we are rocking a different setup, so things should be better, hopefully. Uh, but my name is Elon. This is Best of Five. It's Tuesday, and I'm joined here, as always, by John Velociraptor Guerrero. What's up? And all the way over there on the other side of the monitor is Steve Ace King. Off suit, recently moved into new place. Main squeeze, Jurek. Ace, new place. Ace, new place. Ace, new place. New place, Ace. Uh, Steve, how's the new place? Uh, On the inside. On the inside. We'll talk about, we already talked about the outside. That's a whole other discussion we're not going to have. But place is cool um i enjoy it i'll enjoy it more when i don't have a broken back but <laughs> yeah so what'd you do so you've told us that you 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 what, what happened tell us the story regale us with your tales all right so um we we got moved in finally you know all of most of my stuff was in storage so i had to do that after i got the roommate stuff, we got that in. So we were moving everything in. The last thing we had to move was the couch. And we had to carry it up a, a flight of stairs. And right when I was going to do it, my back went out. And it uh, it did not go out gently. It went out with a bang. Um, so I have been... I'm feeling a bit better now, but like the first couple days I was walking around like you ever see that video of the um, like this two-legged creature that's taught by AI uh, how to walk oh the robot yeah, you're talking like, about. yeah it's, it's like it goes through like 300 generations and it learns how to walk based off <laughs> I, I, I was like generation four I was walking okay. around like a first year, like a first year animation student project. It was yeah. not pretty. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you are moved into the new place. I'm sorry about your back, uh, carrying the weight of carrying the weight of this show has proven to be too much, and I apologize for that. Um, yeah, Turbo Sean, <sighs> we're, we're all just we're all getting old and falling apart. <laughs> Although, granted, this year everything feels like it's falling apart. But hey, why is my phone going off like crazy? Stop it. I'm going to throw my phone over there. I did it. Uh, I probably shouldn't have because I need the dock. Uh, but tonight on the show, we're going to talk about oh, love is in the air in the FGC. Uh, Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek has resubscribed for the 29th month in a row. I'm always down there. Steve is the only person on the show I'll actually like applaud for resubscribing. Uh, Why? Well, because you deserve I, it. All of our, you deserve it too. Well, I'm not subscribed. John's not subscribed, and Mike is also not. Well, Mike is subscribed when he remembers that uh, when you when your Amazon Prime sub runs out, you have to manually resubscribe. And to do that, you go up to subscriptions all the way on the top right of this video, and you click the subscribe button, and you click subscribe for free. Now, the crazy thing is you can use that anywhere, but let's be real. You're going to forget about it. You're going to forget about it. So might as well just use it on us, right? You don't want that money going to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. 
Thank you. Like, thank you, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. 30 that, months. That's a legit sub, yeah. 30 That's Is that the longest? That's older than Steve. That is older yeah. than Steve. I think that's the longest. Um, thank you, Kwanzaa. Thank you, Die by Sword. Oh, Die by Sword. We have a hype train going. 30... He's the reason why we're not subbed. It's because it's Die by Sword's obligation to sub to gift us subs. Like I'm just giving him the opportunity to do that. Die by Sword is John. The... <laughs> we just lost all of our gift subs. Oh no! John, do not take any of our anybody's generosity for granted. Die by I will Sword. Come over there. Yeah, I will throw S- napkins. At you. <laughs> that is not a napkin, sir. That is a tissue. Uh, box. That, I, I'll throw napkins. Because I keep them inside my tissue box because no one expects them to, to be napkins in here. Like, True. oh, it's just tissues. Then, bam, napkins. Damn. Got em. That's crazy. Um, but Die by Sword is the sole <laughs> benefactor in keeping the show afloat <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, so, thank you for the resub, Die by Sword. Always an honor and a pleasure to see you, my friend. Okay. Topics. Tonight on the show, love is in the fucking air. It's crazy because Valentine's Day was like three months ago, but now everybody is going crazy. Every, like, everybody wants to fuck. It's crazy. Four months? I'm sorry. Either way, I can't count. But everybody's fucking. Everybody's like in love. Uh, Cupid's arrow it has struck the FGC in, in like enti- its entirety. Everybody's in love. Um, on the opposite side of that, a couple people are hating and being racist and being shitty, we're going to touch on that. Uh, and a bunch of other crazy shenanigans has gone down, including more online events coming your way. Uh, but first, I've been... Once I found out that this was happening today, I have been looking forward to introducing this. Steve, hit us with that recap, baby. Yes! We have something to recap. Uh, Not to say that other events haven't taken place, but we have the return, finally, of the Capcom Pro Tour in some form. Uh, The online-only version of the Capcom Pro Tour kicked off this past weekend. Uh, It started with the first of two events uh, for Eastern Europe and the Middle East. Uh, and the name you see up top of the standings, a familiar one in Europe, Phenom, for the fifth straight year, makes it to Capcom Cup, holds off Big Bird to win the automatic qualification, Angry Bird in third, White Ash X in fourth. So, pretty strong day for the Middle East overall, but Phenom is the man who gets to go to Capcom Cup. In early 2021. But it's still going to be called Capcom 2020 because of the Olympic rule. Yep. Even though there were no victors here? Or what did he say? There are no real winners of this tournament? Referring to, of course, it being online and and the distance between uh, the the people that had to play and and whatnot. uh, Getting into that. I mean, that can be our own thing that we talk about later. But it was interesting to see the people react the way they did. I mean, look. Uh, I, I think I said this when we were first getting word that online events were going to be the new norm for the time being because we can't get together. Um, especially now, here in the U.S., we're getting to a point where, you know, we're hitting the second wave, baby, and it's stronger than the first. 
actually it's almost like the first one never died down um i think we have to approach these online tournaments differently uh, not, I'm not saying from an administrative perspective. I'm not saying from a playing perspective. I'm not saying from a logistics per- perspective. I'm saying just from a mental perspective. We need to let go of this. Oh, it's not like the real thing. We don't got the real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to just enjoy what we have. Make fun of it. Laugh at it. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Maybe slightly well, get also- angry at it. <laughs> Well, that's going to be a constant in the FGC no matter what, right? Yeah. But also, as, as Steve will point out to you, look who got second and third there, too. Who did? Oh, the no. The people you Big would expect, Bird, all of the favorites. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You, if you look at, uh, if you combine Eastern Europe and the Middle East, who are the top three players, uh, Street Fighter Five players in the, those two regions combined? Probably Phenom, Big Bird, Angry Bird in some order. We're the top three of the first CPT event in that region. Phenom, Big Bird, Angry Bird. Uh, uh, you, we keep saying that these results don't matter, that they that they aren't a real test, that it's going to be all Shinokuma 69 and Fart Boner uh, running rampant. But time and time again, I, I mean, you, you look mean at the... Fart. Speaking uh, of looking, I'm pretty sure. I hate to Go interrupt ahead. you, Steve, but something mer- like crazy just happened. Uh, OG Geek, in his top tier heart, has decided to gift five channels to our community, or five channels, five subs to our community. <laughs> Thank you very much, OG Geek. Now everybody gets uh, some gets some love. Tap two GG, Jake two XR, Ponder Sleuth, Souls on two thousand, and Ooze and. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. And I'm going to click the thank you button. Thanks, OG Geek. Um, keeping the hype train alive, baby. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I just wanted to stop because that was monumental. Uh, but please go on with yeah. your thought that I'm sh- I, I apologize boner for interrupting. Boner farts, yes. So that, I mean, that's a legitimate reason to stop things. So we, we do thank you for the support. But what I was saying is, you've got Phenom winning here. You've got Big Bird and Angry Bird in the top three. Uh, Blink Esports had an online event this year or this past weekend, and that was won by Punk, who, if you remember, pretty darn good offline as well. So I don't know if we ne- can necessarily say online is illegitimate anymore. It seems like most of the same people who are winning offline are also winning online. That's not to say they're exactly the same, but the, at, at least there's enough parity to say, yeah, okay, this is legit. Does it matter that they're not the same, though? That's what I'm asking. I don't think it does. And here's why. I mean, for your... I mean, look. It's like, it's like playing tennis where you can play in the clay court and you can play in the grass court. Right now we're playing the, mm-hmm. in the grass court. Right? Sometimes uh, it's more like some sport that changes constantly and at any point and at any Okay, degree. so sand. Fine. We'll play in the sand. Where the bounce is always different depending on who steps where and it's going to be it's going to feel random. Uh All right. But here's the deal. It's what we got. So why be so upset about it? Why be like so like down on it? That's what I don't understand. That's why it's like, "Oh, it's not the same blah blah." Of course it's not the fucking same. <laughs> 
look, if there's a person out there that's trying to come up with the argument that online and offline are the same, with very few exceptions, that argument's uh, like 99.9999% incorrect. They're obviously different. But again, it's what we got. Phenom's going to Capcom Cup, maybe online Capcom Cup. Who knows what the future holds, right? I think it's an offline finals, but yeah. Uh, but either way. Mm-hmm. I'm, happy we're, I'm happy we're getting this shit. I'm happy we're getting this shit. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of it. I watched a little bit of it. But I'm happy we're seeing some tournaments back on. I think we need those. Yeah, and I know they... I didn't get a chance to watch, but I know they tried something new with a pregame show uh, for uh, where they had Logan and F-Word uh, talking about some of the uh, potential storylines, which I think was a really good idea. Um, I heard the execution was a little rough. Like I said, with the move, I haven't had a chance to check it out myself. But um, did either of you get a chance to watch it? I've seen bits and pieces, and we've talked about. Uh, uh, I've talked about it with the people on Event Hubs that did watch it and covered it for the weekend. There was a handful of you know, like the Dragon Ball Z fighting at the beginning, where every you know, where the things had to catch up, and it's clear that there was lag at certain points, but. All in all, it's like it's people are kind of happy to have something to watch, and uh, the action was good, and the results were kind of as you'd expect if it, things were offline. So, again, like kind of what Alon was saying, it's like it's what we have, and hey, for what it is, it's working pretty well. See, what I'm, I wonder how much of that was due to distance, because if you think about it, the the two regions are massively far apart geographically mm-hmm. like eastern europe is pretty big on its own but then you add the massive middle east uh to that that's uh ridiculous you had uh like lord ahmed from oman he was playing phenom and he you know that's a three thousand five hundred mile gap between those two regions or between those two countries that's a lot to ask of an online match. I'm wondering, because there's going to be two tournaments in these combined re- combined regions, I'm wondering if Capcom would have been better served by saying, okay, Middle East gets one tournament, Eastern Europe gets one tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, splitting it that way. Doing more regions, but not necessarily... Um, as many you know as many players from each region qualifying yep um yeah no i I mean it's tough right it's it's almost like if uh if south america north america were just the americas and we would have uh you know somebody from alaska playing somebody from uh peru that'd be crazy i'd like to see that happen uh just i mean i mean we we might get yeah i mean we might get uh Brazil versus Mexico for that's right or or, or no that's right Me- Mexico is considered Central America uh, they, oh, they separated they split- it okay time. did they split so it up South North America. Central South yeah and North has two regions so yeah you've got North America East North America West Central America and uh, South America but still you know Brazil to uh, some of these other countries is still going to be a fairly long distance to cover. Man, Brazil to Brazil is 
already yeah. like, bad. <laughs> like if you have somebody yeah. on the southern tip of Brazil in Rio, where I grew up, playing somebody in uh, Fortaleza, which is up north, it's like it's farther apart than uh, the U.S. is wide. So Dude, it's more south. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think I think a lot of people from a lot of people from outside the U.S. don't realize how big the U.S. is. But by that same token, I think a lot of people outside of Brazil don't realize how big Brazil is. Yep, Brazil's fucking huge. It. I remember. I remember looking at a, an atlas when I was younger. Right when I moved to the U.S., I don't remember why my brain thought this, but I remember looking at the atlas and they compared just Brazil to the entirety of North America. And I was like, yeah, of course it's gonna be North America is gonna be bigger because Brazil is one country. But turns out. They were almost the same size. Canada is also really fucking big too. Um, but yeah, and you know, it, you never really worry about geography until you have to play a tournament match with someone <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> All of a sudden, where they are matters. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know exactly where each oh, state is. God. <laughs> God damn it! I I have this book uh, from one of my old classes. Why maps matter? I, this would be the perfect time to bust that out. <laughs> like, like, oh shit, I'm playing a, a Ken from Brazil. This is why maps matter. <laughs> yeah, at least in the U.S. too, it's like everybody knows exactly where all 50 states are now because of these online tournaments. So thank you, Capcom, for getting us to learn geography finally. Um, but yeah, um, you know, and this is one of those things where. I, I think we should just enjoy what we have. Uh, not necessarily because it's like, oh, Capcom didn't do it right. No, like, of course Capcom didn't do it right. And I don't mean that to say Capcom would have done it wrong uh, in every other situation, but the fact that they pivoted this shit in, like, um, like what, three months? Four months? Uh, of course shit's not going to be perfect. Uh, and if we're expecting things to be perfect, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. So I think we should just take take this year as a parody. Um Enjoy what we have, revel in it, and then once we can get back to normal, we'll think of this moment fondly and then appreciate our offline tournaments more. You know? Nah, I'm saying. Nah, I mean. Nah, I mean. Steve, was there anything else? Um, not in terms of pro circuits, but this weekend was kind of special because you had so many big uh, charity events. I mean, we've had charity events uh, ever since this pandemic started. Mm -hmm. uh, but this weekend seemed like there were a whole bunch of them uh, at the same time. And they all raised significant amounts of money. Um, starting out with Resist the Iron Fist, which was a Tekken 7 event run by the Chicago Tekken crew. Uh, they raised over $11,000 for the bail project. Damn, that's awesome. Uh, Amanda Stevens, who's been on our show, she started uh, Transitional Combat uh, to help Trans Lifeline, which is a uh, suicide hotline for trans people, and raised over 10000 which I think is enough to run it for five or six days, which is awesome. Uh, Fight for Rights was a smash event that raised over $10,000 for a bunch of Black, Life, Black Lives Matters uh, organizations, including the George Floyd Memorial Fund and Minnesota Healing Justice. And then you had Quarantine Report, too. Uh, this was 
a massive, like, 67-game major uh, that was all under one umbrella. It, they ran tournaments in Japan, Europe, the U.S. Uh, they raised nearly $7,000 for direct relief uh, for uh, COVID-19 uh, response, which is amazing to see. Steve, how can you do as dirty like that, Steve? With a number like that on the screen? Oh, it says over six. All right. Well, never mind. They raised over 69000 I just wanted to see the sixty nine, and you said almost 7000 and I got upset. But I also didn't read the full thing. So really, this is my yeah. fault. Really, this is on me. And I apologize for stopping the show. And thank you, JGZ, for following. It's okay. I forgive you. Cool. But yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome to see... You know, so many people have used this opportunity to push, you know, to not just help them help run events and help their communities, but help others uh, who might not get the help. I mean, this was, I hadn't heard of Trans Lifeline until Amanda and the work she did and her team did this weekend. Um you know, I, so it's it's really really heartwarming to see all of that take place. Mm-hmm. Man, all right, um, we'll get into more heartwarming stuff later down the line, but I think we should move on to our next topic here. Um, first, uh, let's let's just get into all these announcements, right? Let's get, let's start off with the good stuff, then we'll get to the sad stuff, then we'll get to the bad stuff, and then we'll get to the heartwarming stuff. First, uh, what did I say? We were starting out with good. I forgot what I just said. Like, legit, I just you, forgot what I said. You, said. you said good stuff. Okay, uh, so we finally had the uh, we finally had the reveals we were looking for. Uh, we had, first, the PlayStation uh, 5 has officially been revealed with a lot of, uh, a lot of gameplay, a lot of other shenanigans, uh, including the design of the console itself. And lo and behold, it's not a console. It is a Wi-Fi router. Welcome it, to PlayStation 5. I've seen so many good memes about it. The best is Seto mm-hmm. Kaiba mm-hmm. with the jacket. Uh, you know, this is one of those things where... Remember how weird uh, the PS3 controller looked at first? And then when we saw it in real life, oh, oh, that doesn't look all that strange. Like, it looked like a boomerang at first. I, I have a feeling this is going to be the same way, where we... When we see it in real life, it's going to be easier to handle. Or it, it's not going to be as jarring. But guys, it's modern. It's got those jagged edges because that's what, and it's got lots of negative space because it's modern. You know, I think it went over just about as well as it possibly could for Sony because, yeah, we're making a lot of fun of it, but it's not something that's an unforgivable sin in the eyes of the Internet. We're having a good time, but, like, a lot of the reveals were... I mean, I I personally wasn't super hyped for most of it, but it seems like the reaction to a lot of it was really good. And at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's a factor, right, the the appearance of the console itself, but it's usually not the thing that makes or breaks it when you when you go to buy it. So Sony's getting a ton of publicity. It's kind of like a ha-ha-ha, let's laugh at it, but it's also not so much that it's hurting the right. the concept and the idea. So wins all around for Sony this weekend. Yeah, and the funny the funny thing is I think the most exciting stuff that was announced is the stuff that's just under the surface, right? So uh, 
I think it was either last month or two months ago, we saw that Unreal Engine 5 tech demo and how amazing that shit looked and how groundbreaking some of the stuff that they were pulling out uh, of that engine was. Godfall, which was announced for the launch of PlayStation 5, which is this year, is running on Unreal 5. Like, it's here. Like, that to me is, like, super exciting. Because, like, everything that, like... Everything that we've known as far as limits for video games with the Unreal Engine 5 and as far as how they used it on the PlayStation 5 with that tech demo changes everything as far as quality and as far as how things load. That's Even though Godfall itself didn't get my attention, the fact that it's running on that engine is something that I think is very exciting and I'm looking forward to. Steve, you wanted to say something. Uh, what did get your attention then? Uh, Destruction All-Stars. That game looks fucking hilarious and I want to play it. It's the one where you're you're like parkouring while there's cars trying to run you over, and you can also ride the car and you can chop cars in half with a blade that's on your car. It looks hilarious. I want to play it, and it looks super fun. See that one? Uh, what was it like? It was one of the first ones showed off. Uh, uh, Death Loop. Death Loop. That does look oh, super yeah. interesting too. Yeah. You know Grandma. what else is interesting? Uh, Piusera. 32 months, so we were wrong. 32 is the, the largest number we've seen. Thank you, Puzera. And he does have the Founders Badge. So 32 months is how long we've been partnered on Twitch, I'm assuming. Big thanks. Yes. But uh, Deathloop looked interesting to me. Y'all better put some respect on the name of Bug Snacks. I was going to say Bug Snacks. Bro, Bug I had snacks, a nightmare. If... I had a nightmare about it. <laughs> I, swear, I swear to God, I tripped. I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, you can't not talk about it. Oh my morning. god, dude! Like the first, the concept of food being bugs. Like I'm already kind of like a, I'm already like scared, scared of insects and shit. So the I'm fact of foods being bugs, like I'm out. First, second, the fact that you eat something and then your hand turns into whatever you just ate, even worse. Right? Like, I don't want to eat, like, a salad and all of a sudden, like, all I got is broccoli fist. And then third, the fucking, like, monster at the end. Like, that game is terrifying. That game legit scared the shit out of me. I immediately went to the fridge and started eating some strawberries. I'm afraid my strawberries are going to walk out the door. But, But does the song make you feel any better about things? I don't even because remember. that song... How, how can you forget that song? <laughs> I don't even remember. I blocked it from my memory. Oh, and the fact that it's Pokemon with food. Like the strawberry is just walking around saying strawberry. Strawberry, strawberry. A lot of work went into bug snacks. Holy shit. We need something ready for when PS5 launches. <laughs> well, we've been fucking around for way too long. What do we do now? Bug snacks. Do it. Get it made. Um, with that said, though, I will say this. As much as it scares me that that game is a thing, I am so happy to, to see, like, original ideas come out. Because, to me personally, gaming for the past, like, five years has just felt like everybody's just rehashing and watering down old ideas. So, seeing shit like that, as terrifying as it is, I'm happy people are coming up with new shit. Oh, yeah, and there's that cat yeah. game, too, Stray. Oh. Stray, Stray looks you, interesting. Did, did you guys see that meme? <laughs> where, no. <laughs> there was that meme with Stray where they took the last uh, 
the last shot of it where it was just a cat looking all triumphant and shit. And they put the PS5 logo, except they replaced the 5 with another PS, and it just went... Pss, 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 pss. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes I <laughs> Holy shit, dude. So fucking good. <laughs> so I, I think the two games that really stuck with me the most are... Um, or, or three, because Kenna looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bug Snacks looks like fun. And then there are going to be some artists on DeviantArt and other websites that are going to make some serious bank off of Goodbye Volcano High. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bug Snacks. <laughs> I'm making back bank off of Bug Snacks. But but there are some artists who are who saw that trailer and they're like, thank you. I can mm-hmm. make rent for the next year. Yep. <laughs> because um, that game. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Shayon, uh Ghostwire. Ghostwire looks super exciting. Uh oh yeah. I can't wait to try that game. Yeah, and Deathloop also looked super cool. Um yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. Uh did you Resident guys get su- Did you guys get surprised by anything? Not really, no. I was like, I was surprised about Horizon Two. I wasn't expecting that one. I was hoping for something else, but game still looks good. Looking forward to it. I I was thinking we would get at least one fighting game, maybe. Like even if it wasn't like a traditional fighter, I, with as much as they put into you know, the anime fighters and Street Fighter Five to kind of lock down the PS4 generation. I thought they'd throw something to PS5 today. Maybe mm-hmm. just like a mini trailer or something. Sort of surprised that didn't happen, but... Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The fact that this comes out holiday 2020, which is in, what, like three, four months. Uh, maybe five. Technically five and a half. Uh... Guilty Gear coming out in 2021, and the fact that Sony has announced that they're hope they're urging create uh, developers to not program for the PlayStation 4 anymore and just go straight to the PlayStation 5. I think it's safe for us to assume that Guilty Gear Strive is going to be on the PlayStation 5. It's the fifth one on the five of the Playstations. So honest, I, pa- I, I wouldn't me, be. Su- no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I would say. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a PS5 version later, but I still expect PS4 to be the lead console for that. Yeah, well, the initial plan was to release it in 2020, so I would assume that would mean that, or that would imply a PS4 release. Uh, But yeah, you'd imagine that it'd probably be available on both consoles. That's the smart move. Yeah, I mean, that that really explains why they delayed it from 2020 to 2021. To me, it's like, oh, got this information, should make the switch so that things are better in the future. Um, I do want to add one more thing that I forgot. Somebody brought it up. Gran Turismo 7 looks really good. I really want to play that game. And so, I've been, so I've been doing a lot of uh, sim racing. I've been doing a lot of Gran Turismo Sport. And Gran Turismo Sport has a lot of similar – like the community of Gran Turismo and online – Racing has a lot of similarities to the FGC where everybody wants everybody to get better, right? 
Um, and then there's also a bunch of assholes who ruin it for everybody, much like every other community <laughs> out there. Uh, so I've been getting into a lot of sim racing, and your boy over here ran an FIA-sponsored race on Gran Turismo Sport and took a fourth place finish. I mean, yeah, yeah. I qualified in third and finished fourth, but you know what? Suck it. I uh, got 30 points on the leaderboard, baby. Equivalent nice. to nothing. Uh, get those points. Yeah. It's more yeah, points than I have. Yeah, if I get 400 of those, I get invited in the top 16 All-Stars. And had it not been for COVID, they would have flown. They flo- they flo- they like fly people out to the actual track so that they can play on the convention center next to the track. And then they take the players on the track with real cards. It's f- fucking awesome. I didn't know there was eSports uh, Gran Turismo. It's awesome. I love it. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm sorry for going on that ramble. Um, speaking of FGC and PlayStation 5, people have been worried about one thing. Um, and I don't know how valid the worries are. But people have been pointing it out. Everybody's As soon as they saw everybody just losing their shit. And that is... Look at well stop stop moving stop moving. Uh look at how many look at that knee. Uh look at how many USB slots are on this system. Uh the answer to that riddle is a two, one regular USB, I believe, and one USB C. That be a problem cuz uh my stick is a regular USB. So how are we going to play in tournaments? We're going to use more uh we're going to use more USB hubs that cause power draw problems. What's what's the deal here? What's the situation? I have I have a thought, but I will wait to share my thought until you guys share your thought. Wireless sticks. We're good with online. Why not wireless sticks? Oh yeah, I want to see everybody playing from like. Well, I mean, in the world of COVID, that might be the fix we're all looking for. Well, I mean, we're getting to a point where more and more games are being designed to be played with uh, a traditional controller. Stuff like MK is designed with the controller in mind, so I don't think I, I don't think they're necessarily putting a whole lot of stock into what are the what our fighting game uh, tournaments going to do. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the players so much. You know, you at home playing online, you're not going to suffer for this. It's going to be the it's going to be the event runners. It's going to be the organizations that rent out equipment to events. They're the ones who are going to have to face this problem. I don't know if we're going to have some sort of lagless, uh, power drawless uh, USB port solution by then. Uh, we may have to look at wi- at wireless options. Don't forget to disconnect your sticks. Uh, don't forget to unsync your sticks. Oh boy, that'll that'll be crazy. Uh, but. Um... Yeah, I do have uh, one point, and some people have brought it up in the chat. Uh, another interesting point, uh, Paco Stevens, hello Paco Stevens, uh, brings up the fact that there are some wireless mice out there who work faster than some sticks. Or not sticks, but faster than some controllers. Um, there are, you know, f- he, he also brings up phones used to have to cor- have cords too. Uh, maybe we're just moving towards that. But the other thing too that we're all forgetting about is this. We haven't seen the back of the fucking console. <laughs> we don't know how many. For all we know, there could be like eight USB ports back there. <laughs> um, but the fact that they also have a USB-C port in the front, I think, is going to help alleviate those power draw issues that we had with the hubs that we were using um, when we had those issues with those hubs. I'm just imagining like 
24 USB ports now on the back of that. Like, you think all of those little indents are vents? No, they're all just USB ports. Yeah, you can you can pull off the the jacket and it's just USB ports going all the way up and down the console. <laughs> USB ports all the way down. Yep. Uh, but yeah, um, I think. I mean, I, honestly, again, this is one of those things where we don't know, right? Uh, I don't know who has thought of it, if anybody has. Um, but that's one of those things where you know we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. And if it means using that USB C port for uh, hubs. And hoping that we don't get power draw issues like we have with the PlayStation 4. And so be it. Uh, if not, we'll, you know, we isn't the motto of the FGC to adapt? We'll figure it the fuck out. We say adapt, but then we cry. Bitch about patch notes. Make, yeah. <laughs> so. And this is a patch note, kind of. Um, but, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I'm super excited that they announced the digital version. That is, I can only assume, going I'm to be not- cheaper. Really? Why is that? I like my physical games. I like having ownership. I I like having some option other than just hoping the cloud is still on when I want to play these games later. So, okay. I know That's, I know a lot to... of people are down that path. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. I'm I yeah. call me old school. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it is you have one that does have the disk drive. And you have one that doesn't. So everybody's happy. Yeah, but the disk drive costs more. Well, yeah. You pay what you, you pay for what you get. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I totally understand ownership uh, and all that other stuff. Uh, there's a, I still have a giant box. I don't know what it is with me, but I think once I started using... Like, I held off doing digital purchases for a long time, but once I started doing digital purchases, that's when I just went full out. I still have a my uh, my uh, Comba box. I have a Comba box. Not, like, the stick box, but, like, the box that Comba shipped the stick box in uh, filled to the brim with PlayStation 3 games. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I totally understand that. And the beauty of it is we have that option. Cool. I'm I'm excited, um, but yeah. Uh, and then you know they showed off a little bit more about the new uh, Dual Sense uh, with its haptic feedback um, and all this other crazy shenanigans. Uh, it doesn't open up like that one video that somebody made. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was the one where they had the controller in the hand, and then the controller opened, and then the middle was a LCD screen that also opened. It looked cool, but it would never work in real life. Um, but yeah, that, that controller is going to be expensive as hell, and I can only assume that having those haptic feedback triggers and bumpers is going to cause a lot of issues. Things are going to break. You're going to have to get a new one. It's going to be like 200 bucks. It's going to be crazy. How could old be do we sound right now? I don't know. It's online, and the new PlayStation is uh, not enough ports. It's a controller. It's never going to work, guys. We're all close to our 30s. John, the last couple weeks we've talked about uh, thrown out backs and gout. I don't pretend we're young anymore. Look, we're all close to 30. We might as well be dead. We're we're knocking on death's door at this point. I wish I was close to 30. (laughs) Close to 30 back that way. 
I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30. This I, I've lived, and now I'm sad. <laughs> I've lived more than I have not lived. Let That's that one not sink in. True at all? Yeah, it is. I have lived more than all I have right, not let, lived. Anyway, uh, let that we'll let that that one sink in. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, PlayStation 5 looks pretty cool. Uh, we got another announcement, and this one was uh, fake news, so don't pay attention to this one. Oh, I, 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 that doesn't seem so fake to me. Um, they heard my prediction, and then they changed it. That I'm sure that's what it was. Yep. I'm sure that's hey, this game, exactly what it was. This game is so sexy looking. Like, look at that. Oh, look, it's Zappa with a hat. Whoa, I called it. That does not... That's a weird way to sit, to spell Zappa. Ram Lethal Valentine! Ram Lethal is back in the guiltiest of gears. Is the music Blue, too by the way. Oh, not for I'll, me. I'll I don't it. know. Anyway, go on. Uh, by the way, Blue uh, subscribed in chat saying... Quote, you got it wrong, detective. End quote. Well, look, you can't, you can't be right all the time. Even though I am right 90% of the time. Unless you're me, who is right 100% of the time. Yep, Steve is the only person who can be right 100% of the time. Um, can you be wrong all the time? Because that's me with pizza bets. Yep. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're living proof. Uh, but here's the deal. Um, I My prediction was for when it was originally set to air... But because they had to delay it, they decided to change the trailer. So Zappa will be coming in August. That's the, when they said they were going to release the next character trailer. It's going to be in August 2020. So look out for that. <laughs> Everybody's worried about Elfelt coming back too now. <laughs> now that Ramleth is in. Yeah. <laughs> and Elfelt was like the bane of like 80% of Exert players' existence. Um, see, so that was because of play style, here, right? here. Go ahead, Steve. Here's what's going to happen. Alfalfa uh, throws the strawberries, but what? They're not strawberries. They're strawby from Bug Snacks. Crossover confirmed. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait for the Guilty Gear crossover with Bug Snacks. And Steve's right, a hundred percent of the time. Oh <laughs> Steve shit! Steve's right, a hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. You can put this on the board. Bug snacks wanna, cross guilty gear. Want a bit of pizza happy. on it? <laughs> want a bit of pizza on it? No, no, <laughs> no. I that would be unfair to you because this is guaranteed. Holy shit! Oh man, that one made me laugh. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm with Godzilla. Bring back Heyun. I liked Heyun. Heyun was fun. I'm uh, wondering when we're gonna see some uh, original characters, or if we're going to get original characters. Is Ramleth on the What if Bugsnax is the lobby oh. system for Guilty Gear? <laughs> Steve, you're becoming a mad scientist now. <laughs> this has gone too far, Steve. <laughs> that, what, that is... if, <laughs> what if you play Bugsnax as a loading screen while you're waiting for your match in Guilty Gear? Ugh. My and I hope they have SF5 load times. <laughs> what if the monster is the true boss of Strive? 
the monster from Bug Snacks. All right, what yep. else? All right, I'm done. No, no I'm keep done. going. Now, now I'm letting you go. Let's let's see it. Let's hear it. What else? Also, what was that dude? What if li- the samurai? What was that dude's line in the Bugsnax trailer? It's like, I turned my hands into wieners, and now my house is on fire or some shit. Oh yeah. And now the island's on fire. Yeah. Oh man. Bugsnax. I, I, I... Bugsnax. Is going to be all games are bug snacks now. That's that's the true power of the PS5. Every game will involve bug snacks in some way, shape, or form. Yep, and that's and that's the whole point of that SSD is you don't have to load up bug snacks for bug snacks to be at this at a possible at any point. When the next Yakuza it. game. The next Yakuza game when you go to the arcade, you go to the uh, uh, Virtua Fighter machine. No, it's bug snacks. It's bug snacks. Um, damn. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was the sad news. Uh, it was that Ramlethal came out for Guilty Gear, and I was wrong, so I apologize. Um, and then we're gonna move on. Um, okay. Speaking, speaking we, of bug snacks. Okay. Uh, are, are, is your all right? Enough of bug snacks. Is your actual guess for the next character Zappa? No, I'm going to have to look it up. It comes out in August, so I'm going to have to do a little bit of research. I'm going to have to do a little bit of sleuthing. Uh, I'm willing to put down another pizza on the line, but uh, I don't know what that will be like. I have to I have to sleuth. I have to dig. I have to formulate. But we'll I, have I will give you that opportunity. I right, will um, have the pizza run back. I'm, I'm currently leaning towards them finally... Showing more of the the samurai character in the original trailer. Uh, I thought that's who we were gonna get. Yeah. How crazy it, would it, it be if it was actually Bug Snacks though? Like I would I would quit the like, show. I would quit the show if it was like, Bug Snacks. Like he puts on the visor. The visor wraps around him. He hits. He unwraps the visor, and all of a sudden, it's the it's the safari guy. From bug snacks, and then at the entire game is bug snacks. Bug snacks. I don't care. I don't you care that this stopped being them. funny. It's going back. <laughs> bug snacks. <laughs> Watch out behind you, bug snacks. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, we're we're clearly all losing our fucking minds. Uh, and I'm happy that it's with something that actually gave me a fucking nightmare. So I can't wait to have another nightmare tonight. Um, just oh, when I thought sorry. I was out, they pulled me back in. Speaking of being out and being pulled back in, speaking of bug snacks, uh, there was another big announcement this week. Uh, and that was uh, CEO. CEO Online Edition is happening. Uh, was that next week? Two weeks from now? With uh, the With the... The lineup of games that nobody saw coming. <laughs> I almost want to How ask if this is Have you guys tried to play Ultra so, recently? It's what we have, Elon. It's what we have. Is we got to make the most of it. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but have you guys tried to play Ultra recently, though? Not online, no. Okay, because I did. And uh, I had a blast. But, man, we don't know how good we have it nowadays. <laughs> Uh, that delay-based netcode is kind of rough uh, now that we're so used to uh, the 
half-ass rollback. Well, but here's the thing. People would play Street Fighter 4 online despite it being what it was. I don't think as many people played Marvel vs. Capcom 3 online because it was just known for being that much more terrible. And, and we've kind of lost, in all of our usage of hyperbole and talking about how bad online can be, we've kind of lost significance when we say, oh man, it's rough to play something online. But that gives you a basic idea, because you know how bad Street Fighter Four is, especially by the standards of today. And then you say, well, people still played that. They didn't really play Marvel. By the way, Marvel's on the lineup for CEO as well. Yeah, although was it was the PlayStation 4 release of Marvel any good? Like were people uh, in terms of I never tried it. In terms of online, I don't believe it was significantly uh better. Hmm. Yeah, that might be one of those like we'll have to revisit it and see what happens. Um but uh I will say this though. I have very fond memories of uh Wednesday Night Fights Online, uh, right after uh, Valle and Super Arcade split, uh, of uh, playing with I mean, a bunch of people there. Uh, that was lots of fun. I remember I made top eight once and then immediately got my shit pushed in by Brent is cool and his Rufus. Good times. Um, so, but yeah. So, also worth mentioning, um, this is a two day event on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Marvel. It will be uh, Street Fighter Ultra Street Fighter Four UMVC Three and MK Eleven Aftermath. Um, the Sunday is going to involve sort of a retrospective look at CEO, similar to what uh, Combo Breaker did for on their weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll be looking at they'll be looking at presumably some of the best matches, some of the best entrances. Uh, so. There will be some form of CEO entertainment that weekend besides the tournament itself. Okay. Right here, right now. Pick two walk-on, walk-in entrances that are going to be shown in that retrospective. I think you got to go with JDCR's uh, Thanos Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if they'll do infiltrations, uh, Val Venus one, because as an entrance, that was one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say JDCR? Fuck. No, yeah. It was Nii who did that. My bad. I am not with it. Okay, so Nii. That's, that's on me. Nii and infiltration. Those are your guesses. Uh, no, I'm 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 not going infiltration. I'm going knee, and I'm going K Brad. Okay, knee and K Brad with All the right. Stone Cold st- Stunners. Yep, John. I was gonna say K Brad, and uh, oh man, um, what about when uh, Kazunoko gave the uh, the assist to Apology Man and did the dead oh, Yamcha? Oh, yep. that was, was uh, that it was, was Apology so Man and Timo. Was that who was with Yeah, him? it was yeah. Timo. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it to those two. Yep. Um, man, everybody forgot the Dominion one. No, I didn't. That was Did on my mind, but that just didn't. It was great. It was absolutely great. But for whatever reason, it didn't. It. 
I don't know. I don't, it just didn't make the splash that the others did. It doesn't have the staying power, just not quite. But it, it, it was one of the first ones that came up in my mind. Right. My, my picks are the Dominion entrance, mostly because of how uncomfortable Bonchan was, right? That was Bonchan. Yes. That was with him, right? Uh, the, uh, like, the look on Bonchan's face when Dominion was doing this thing, funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Would like What's to up, K-Brad? Uh, hey, what up, K-Brad? We were just talking about you. Uh, wait, uh, he, you know what? Yeah, that's definitely going to be on that retrospective because he got a shout-out from Stone Cold himself. Somebody showed that shit to yeah. Steve Austin himself. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. K-Brad's going to be on the retrospective. Uh, better pizza on it. Uh, also, by the way, I was going to say this. Uh, if you guys haven't been following K-Brad's streams recently, he's fucking awesome. So go follow that man if you don't know. He streams out here on Twitch. You can tell by the verified badge on his name. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dominion and you know I want to see this one. I don't know if I want to see it necessarily because it's good, but I want to see it just because I remember it being hilarious. Uh, thanks for stopping by, K. Brad. Uh, is uh, Punk's entrance in twenty sixteen with, with the Pokemans? Yeah, with Marn and Kenny Omega. Oh, that that was good. And Chris G. <laughs> and then Punk yeah, slapping I... the Pokeball. <laughs> I just want to see it because, you know, that's that's some of that sh- like that's some shit you you don't get to see twice, and I want to see that twice. <laughs> that one is good. One that I think gets overlooked a lot uh, was uh, PR Balrog's entrance when he was doing the Alberto Del Rio thing, and he had this uh, the Spanish introduction for that KOF thirteen set. It was it was like so. one of the it. that one was that one was it was sneaky good it was sneaky good hell yeah um yeah oh man sharp FGC oil king taking his pants off with the shorts oh that's good yeah. um there's a lot of good ones there's a lot of good ones to choose from yeah um I'm looking forward to that I think that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun weekend to watch uh if combo breaker retrospective is uh, a barometer for how great watching history FGC history feels then CEO is going to be a fun time can't wait to can't wait to see it um, all right let's get into some of this bullshit um, I almost don't want to talk about this but it's on the dock so I guess we have to talk about it uh, we all forgot about a certain someone and then uh, that certain someone decided to, that they wanted some attention, and then they got it by being shitty. Oh. Very shitty. Uh, and then proceeded to be shittier about it. So I almost feel like I – Steve, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I, I guess we got to set it up. Um, at some point this week, F-Champ uh, – former Evo champion, uh, did he, – he tweeted at for some reason, hey, check this out, hashtag watermelon lives matter with a big picture of a watermelon. It was stupid. I don't – it was a joke, I guess. Um. But the response was pretty strong, pretty quick. Uh, he got banned from uh, East Coast Throwdown, subsequently got banned from Combo Breaker and 
big E events. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. He, he, he said that he didn't have any ill intention with the tweet, but is what it is. Do you guys yeah. think it's appropriate? Are you asking if we think it's appropriate? Yeah. No, it's not only was it no, it was a dumb I, joke. I, I, I mean like, the, it's not even the what? Mean, oh, like the the I meant the band. Yeah, do you oh. think the bands are appropriate? Well, we talked about this earlier. If you're going to draw that line in the sand, you're going to have to be consistent about it. And uh boy, I guess I guess the line on the sand has been drawn. So yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, it sounds like you're not quite done. Well, I mean, look, here here's the sitch. First, it was very clear, and I could be wrong about this, but to me, it's very clear that this was just kind of a cry for attention, and then he turned on the stream and then tried to talk about it, and people were pissed off about it. Blah 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 blah. Um. I don't know if the response is appropriate or not. It's not my place to decide if the response is appropriate or not, I don't think. Mostly because I don't run tournaments and I don't make those decisions. But if we're going down this path where this has happened, this is the consequence, is it okay for us to then retro uh, retrospectively go back see what other people have done, and then apply that same standard that we have found now to those people that did it before this happened. First. It's not... I mean... Yeah. I don't know... This is hard. We're not ready for social media, is what it is. We're not ready for this kind of stuff. It's too much for for us to kind of balance all of these things. Um, But when you start making those calls and it is the tournament organizers prerogative to say, you know, if, if I want to ban these people for whatever reason, you know, we reserve their, the right to refuse service. I mean, they can do that, but it's not, I don't know, man, I don't have an answer for it. It's it. If it were me, I think I would be a little more hesitant to do it. Um, because right now the, the mobs and such on social media are really going to be pushing for it. Uh, it was a stupid, and it's an insulting and and offensive thing to do. But does it does it overlap into that realm to the extent where you should be making decisions based on, like, as a TO, based on how Champ conducts himself or anyone conduct themselves on social media? It's like that book hasn't really been written yet, and so we're starting to write it now. But it's like you. Do you also ban James Chen? He's got an N word in his in his Twitter history, and everybody else like that, or or like you know, like do you pick and choose who you? The rule book has to eventually be written, and I guess this is how history kind of unfolds when there's a new entity like this. But I I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you have an answer? I don't, and I don't I mean to be like ah, oh, Steve, the monolith. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Right. Well, well I mean that's. That's worth bringing up too, because you know, I I don't get to this. I'm not a spokesman for black people across the FGC. I'm not a spokesperson for black people across the world. I can only speak for me. 
I can say if I'm offended or not, mm-hmm. but I can't t- I can't say someone else was offended or someone else wasn't. Um, there's so many issues at play. First off, uh, this a lot of people are mad about this because the band hammer came very quick in this instance for um, for F Champ, whereas you know a few days prior. Mike Z on a mm-hmm. Skullgirls uh, stream made a reference to someone being under a, a tremendous amount of pressure saying, uh, and said, are you saying he can't breathe in reference to George Floyd, mm-hmm. which he immediately apologized for. Um, and he, as far as I know, he did not receive any bans. Should he have received any bans? I personally don't think so. Um, should F Champ in in and of a vacuum, in and of itself, got, gotten a ban for this? I don't know. I wouldn't. Have, I I think part of the issue is this isn't his first time doing something stupid. You know, he's Mike Z. He tells you know he says something, but he isn't really known for being a dick, unless you don't play Skullgirls or you play uh you create a game He's that is known for being a little bit of a dick but, but not a little bit game. of a dick but not like racist dick or or he anything was, along those lines he was regularly contributing i think he's he's in uh minneapolis isn't he or he's nearby he's, he's been donating like it's, it's clear that he's got plenty on the other side of the the you know his resume that where he's not being racist and he's not, you know, this was a stupid joke that he just didn't think through. So like I was saying though, this isn't just the way I see it. This isn't just for this one thing. This is sort of like a lifetime achievement award for F champ. And that's where, where he's always sort of towed the line of, you know, is it an act? Is he just being dick? But he's always played the heel. He's embraced that role. And, you know, when you do that, you tend not to get... You, you tend not to get the benefit of the doubt if something like this happens. So I'm not exactly going to cry myself to sleep over the idea of him being banned. Okay, so what we're I think what we're getting at and what seems to be happening is the situation occurs then it's all about the context of who that person is, right? That seems to be where we're heading. Because something like Mike Z, and I think we've seen people here in the chat say it, we've seen, uh, I think Sonic Fox tweeted about it as well, uh, where the situation is different because he's he doesn't have a history of being racist and he doesn't have a history of doing this kind of stuff, right? Where as far as F-Champ, he does kind of have this history of being, like, leaning towards the racist and kind of being uh, unsavory, I guess. Is that the right word to use? I don't know. Um, I th- definitely unsavory. Yeah. Uh... So, it seems to me like the way that we're heading right now and the way things are happening is is it happens. And then that causes people to, hope, like... Put the Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass over that person, and then the judgment happens, right? 
And it seems to be like kind of a community-wide thing because people tend to get outraged and then they stop or they get outraged and they keep getting more and more outraged as it happens. I think you just have to have established rules written down that everyone can reference that you, I mean, that's why we do that in the first place for big bodies of people and such. I think that that's what you need here. Um, and it's, you know, it's tournaments are still growing and becoming, uh, becoming big like entities like they have been uh, in recent years. A lot of this stuff is growing pains and figuring it out. Um, but I do think that the answer to this is you have to have a, a cold, hard rule book that you can reference and say someone broke the rule or they didn't. Otherwise, it, it can very quickly become, well, I pick my favorites. So-and-so said something, but eh, but so-and-so said something, an instant ban, and, and you just have chaos and all the problems that, that we're beginning to see with this or we're seeing on the horizon if things continue in this direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the same token, though. On the same token, though. Um you know, I have sort of, I've called for consistency. I've been, you know, I've been saying, you know, we should have some sort of community standard, uh, you know, whether it's uh, uh, whatever you want to call that. But, you know, shouldn't a TO have the right to say, you know what, I don't want to fuck with this? Like, if he does something, like, if I'm running an event and someone does something that I particularly dislike, you know, even if the community at large doesn't, you know, doesn't think it's ban worthy or, you know, maybe a majority doesn't, but if, but it's my event, I should have some say over who I wish to associate with and who I wish to not associate with. So shouldn't I be able to say, hey, nah, screw you. Don't come to my house that weekend. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they have the right you know, to do that. Right. So, so I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, I don't know if we can necessarily have that sort of level of, because we're not talking about something that's just a tournament. We're not talking about something that is just, you know, a standalone event that has no emotion or no, or nothing tied to it. It's, you know, CEO is Jabaley's thing. Combo Breaker is Rick's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Big E events are Big E's thing. If they if they don't want somebody there, shouldn't they have the right to say, you know what, I, I don't care. I don't want you here. As long as it's, it's not for one of the protected classes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Does it get tricky with Pro Tours? That's my question. I don't know what those contracts look like. I don't know what any of that looks like, but I mean, look, I feel like th- this is my from the outside lo- logic, right? I don't know anything about anybody doing anything as far as TOing and contracts with Pro Tours, blah, 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 blah. Ultimately, that person, Rick, Jabaley, Biggie, Larry, Vi, whoever, they're running a private event. It's not a public event. It's not like a government thing. So they, and I'm pretty sure when you sign up to go, there's probably a clause in like the terms of service or whatever that says you can be kicked out or you can be refused entry for any reason, right? So as a private event, they hold that 
right to refuse service. So now it could get like I said, it could get tricky with Pro Tour signups and with all this other shit. I don't know how that hierarchy works. But then at that point, you're it comes it the thing that then comes into question is if one tournament bans this person and another one doesn't, it feels like something is wrong. It also feels like, you know, well, it depends on what they're being banned for. If, you know, Mar- PC Marvel got being banned from Canada Cup because of something they did at Canada Cup, I don't think people are going to have a problem, necessarily have a problem if another event decides not to ban them. You know, in that case. But, you know, when you talk about something like that, um, it feels like, you know, with the way things are, whether you ban or don't ban a player uh, based on a particular offense sort of seems to uh, present a statement of values to potential attendees. Mm. You know, oh, this person stands, if if someone is a dick on Twitter and they get banned from one event, you'll have a whole bunch of people saying, hey, this person's standing up for the rights of people to feel safe at an event. If they don't get banned from another event, then people will say, okay, this person's standing up for the rights of free speech and, you know, the ability to speak your mind and be real and what have It, it, It feels like a lot of things get drawn into, not just in the FGC, but in in general right now, mm-hmm. where it, it, it becomes part of something bigger, um, where every action you make as an individual or as a company uh, is sort of a value statement on something or other. And that's a tough field for... Uh, a lot of tournaments to navigate. A lot of tournament organizers, event organizers mm-hmm. uh, to navigate. Yeah. I think... So here's the thing. Ultimately, making sure everybody feels safe is kind of a big priority. Am I wrong right. in thinking that? Correct. So, having somebody who is racist or has said racist things on social media immediately brings that or uh, having somebody who is racist or has said unsavory things on social media blah 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 at an event immediately kind of makes the makes that bell ring in my head of like oh what if x y and z right so i don't necessarily yeah it's, it's like I, it's a it's a complex subject yeah it's like because like there's a part of me that's like great ban them from the tournament problem solved we don't have to think about it again the other thing is like is there another thing now that i'm thinking about it is that like the easy answer because then because then it gets to the point where it's like you have an issue like i hate to bring it up but we had max you know, a couple years ago with that incident. Yeah. 
the ninja dagger. Yeah. Uh, uh, Would you even consider banning Max for that? It's a different situation, I mean, I but it, it's a different situation, I, I think. I, it's a different situation, I think. But if we're putting these hard, fast rules... I mean, well, we, the we have... We're trying... Go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. Just saying, we're trying to, to establish these kinds of, of... Well, we're not trying to establish these kinds of things. We're just kind of like reacting as things come up and it's just not it's not something that you you can't really handle it that way it's just not efficient there's too many well like the conversation we're having right now but what were you saying steve i was saying like for example we've got a whole bunch of people who have used the n-word and other words of of that nature that probably shouldn't be using them whether you know in in the in casual context or in casual conversation, maybe not necessarily as an insult, but are we going to hold all of those to that one standard, or do we look at context? And if we say, okay, we're looking at context, are we going to be okay in saying, well, you know, some people are going to get punished for this thing, some people aren't. That's just the way it is. Are we going to be okay with that? Because I think there's some, there are some issues where where common sense has to come in and say, okay, we all kind of know what the intent is. This wasn't this wasn't bad. This clearly was. This clearly wasn't. Then you're going to have the edge cases. Are we going to be okay with you know having those edge cases, or are we going to say, you know what, this is the line. You cross it, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, King of Games kind of used a word there that I think sums it up, and I think intent is where, at least in my mind, I think that's where the answer lies. Right, right. Um, but and but, go ahead. But we're not always gonna we're not always gonna be able to uh, figure out intent. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, that's impossible in some cases to figure out. Um, I find it funny that I think, what was it? There was a Polygon article that came up today uh, featuring Tasty Steve uh, talking about how diverse and welcoming the fighting game community is. And then we're talking about shit like this. Uh, so you could, so I think for, for me, I think the answer lies in intent. That's still a murky answer. It's no, not a definite answer. Uh, But what else do we have? People don't even know how they want to go about... Like, with the Mike Z thing, people immediately started calling for the for the removal of Skullgirls from the Evo lineup. Like, to punish Mike Z. It's like, first off, that's punishing Mike Z, plus everybody else on his team, plus everyone who plays Skullgirls. But immediately, like, ban it from Evo. It's like, that's the other part of this, is people tend to react very quickly and just start shooting when it comes to these kinds of things. And that's not efficient either. It's just, uh, it's chaotic. Yeah. Um, either way, that's a whole can of worms that happened. Um, I didn't want to talk about it that much, but we actually breached a discussion about it. Uh, do we have any final thoughts before we move on on this subject? 
This is probably not going to be the last time we talk about this. Probably not going to be the last time we have to talk about this. Nope. So, don't uh, think before you say anything in, yep. in public. Just think. Yep. Just stop throwing crabs. Damn it. Well, uh, don't stop doing that. But all the other. Uh, no. Uh, damn it. I had, a, I had a train of thought, and it's gone out of my brain. Um, oh, I, now I remember. Speaking of throwing crabs, did Smash get it right by having a like the community overlords or whatever they're called of people deciding like what the code of conduct is for the community and everything? And seems to work for so far. I think the idea is probably better received than the execution of it in many instances because you're getting, you're basically coming down and determining what is bad at, or what is bad, what is worse, you know, and you have instances where throwing a tournament gets a tougher punishment than sexual harassment. So there's still plenty of kinks to be worked out in something like that, whether we see that in the FGC or what have you? Word. Okay. Any closing thoughts? Do we, do we need to? Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't come up with a solution. <laughs> you uh, know, uh, maybe maybe briefly, just that. Yeah, no solutions or anything like that. But this is the kind of thing that's going to happen as as a society or a community evolves. And it, you know, I, I come into this thinking. Well, there should be an answer. Why don't we have an answer? We're behind. You know, the, the more established groups would have an answer. And it's like, well, maybe, but but maybe not. You know, because what we're dealing with here, a lot of this, um, you know, is, is because the what was accepted and what was okay yesterday has changed. And now that's no longer okay. And now we're like, well, how do we deal with that? And I shouldn't say okay, what was socially accepted. You know, it was, it was all right to, to use that word a lot of times in the past and people were not punished for it and they felt like it was okay. And then that's changed for instance. Right. And so now it's like, well, how do we, how do we reconcile? It was okay then for them to do it. And now it's not okay. And now it's, you know, um, but we really haven't figured that out on the big scale either. You know, but there, there are things that are constantly changing in our society. Uh, marijuana use, for example, it's like, it wasn't okay. Now it's kind of getting okay, but just, they've got people in prison for it. Like, how do we do it? So, um, I guess my takeaway from all of that is that this has felt like it's like, oh, maybe, maybe we're weird for not having answers to it, but I don't think people have answers in general to all of this stuff. Uh, and so I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm not too quick to judge, you know, TOs or the powers that be with, for not having a, a legitimate answer to it because it's like, well, I don't, and we obviously don't. Um, and you just kind of got to roll with it. And you said something a few uh, weeks back, Steve, like, just don't be a dick, you know? So as far as where we're at right now, it's like, well, my rule is, is don't be a dick. And, uh, and that's not going to figure out the answer to all the problems that come down the pike, but it's a good starting point. Word. Alrighty. That ends that discussion. Thank you for having it. Um, it's, it's a tough discussion. We don't have a solution, nor do I think we are equipped to come up with a solution. Uh, but, I think it's a good thing that this conversation is being had nonetheless. Uh, Anything in order to make everybody feel comfy. Now, complete contrast of that. 
Let's get to the fun shit. Uh, love is in the fucking air in the FGC. Um, Cuddlecore, one of my favorite FGC personalities, tweeted out the bravest fucking thing I have ever seen on Twitter. Basically saying, my crush in the FGC is Scar. I I can't I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't have the balls to do it. Probably should have used another word than balls, but you know what? I'll work on that. I apologize. Uh now that in itself is already great. But Scar responded and now there is a mystical match. The Cupid arrow has hit. They are in contact and everybody in the FGC is rooting for them. Everybody is fucking in on it. They're the new FGC power couple. Everybody wants it to happen. I don't know if you guys saw some of the responses to those tweets, but holy shit, they were funny. I remember seeing, what was it? It was uh, uh, Mena responded to Scar in responding to uh, Cuddlecore saying, Hey, thanks for letting me borrow your Lambo. We had other people saying, Hey, Cuddlecore, thanks for paying off my student loans. There's Wingman. That's a common thing now. That's a Wing- common thing now. <laughs> There's wingmen and women left and right. Everybody's rooting for this to happen. So this has sparked the FGC crush. And that was our question of the day. Let me pull Well, this kind of. Be- because crushes sort of mean one, you know, they can be taken away that can be fun or can be not so fun. So instead of asking who your crush was, we asked, who in the FGC do you most admire and why? There it is. I I figured it out. All right. Uh, Who in the FGC do you most admire? Here we go. First answer. One of my personal faves. From Jesse Easter. Mike Ross, because he has integrity. Mike, I hope if you're watching this somehow, hope you're doing well. Word. Uh, next. Next up. Uh, the Razor says, Meta RD, because through n- nothing but hatred for him and his character, he bodied everyone at such a young age that he really put his entire country on the map, eventually leading up to what was one of the greatest tournaments last year on the official CPT, GOAT status. Meta is a real one. Like... He got so much disrespect because he wasn't supposed to win. But dude is... Dude's a real one. Hell yeah. Uh, next. Next up is uh, Super Dynamite D, who admires Tasty Steve, Yipes, and Chris Chaos for showing him that being genuine is so important. Staying true means everything. I agree with that. Uh, then you have uh, Ticket Dust, who says uh, JDCR because during his run as nigh unstoppable champion, he looked out for the Tekken community and tried to help other players develop. And all reports are that he's a cool dude too. Oh yeah, and he also uh, did not come to the ring as Thanos, so so he loses one cool point. I, I, I I'm still ashamed of that one. <laughs> Uh, Dog the Cynic uh, admires the volunteers' attorneys. They're contributing their time for something they love without any of the recognition or accolades the pros get. The FGC wouldn't work without them. This is facts. This is pure facts right there. Uh, Next up, 
Zero DGX uh, says Tokido, maining the same character they always maimed in all games, but Street Fighter Five, uh, being that consistent and his being that consistent, and that his fearless gameplay is something he would like to achieve besides just sharing the same favorite character. All right, we're gonna have to lightning round because we still have a couple more to get through. But uh, this next one is my favorite answer. Uh, some guy named Ace King something or other from Blacks with Face. There's like three of us. There's me, there's Ace King uh, from Corn, and there's uh, Ace Combat. And we all get confused for each other. And Ace Unlimited. That guy, Ace Unlimited, too. Yeah, he, he eliminated me from my first ever Street Fighter V tournament in final round, and I'm, I thought it was you for a long time, and I held that grudge. So, so you were Ace Limited. I was Ace Limited, Ace Limited. yes. Uh, Speaking of this game, <laughs> Jay Scythe 2 uh, is going with James Chen because this man has literally shed, cheers, said, shed tears for his passion for FGC and has inspired them to go further into the scene and help it grow further. And then probably one more. No, we got uh, three more. 506, okay. Uh, 506 Gonzaga goes with Sako uh, taking the win on this one, not only because of their talent, but because he's still relevant, even though he has a family, he's a family man over 40 years old and has a full-time job. Putting in that work is Sako. Uh, Big Sif going with Ryan Hart. Uh, he's one of those people that embodies greatness. On and off stream, you can tell he keeps it real all the time. And then this is the last one. One more after this. Mad B Man goes with Sajam is a professional with a perfect work ethic. I would hire him for any service he offers. If he offered to reprogram my Tesla to drive twice as fast, I would trust that he could do it, that he'll do a good job, and charge a fair price. That is an oddly specific uh, statement. Okay. But go Sli- for it. Slightly controversial, but we're going with it. And then this one. Uh, is this how we're closing? Yep. That's the last one. Uh, NB Silent Shadow going with Mike Z uh, for the for the infinite protection system in Skullgirls. Uh, yeah, that's how we're ending it. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Blame I really that. wish you would have reorganized that a little bit. Look, that's on Twitter order, not mine. That, that's, but don't that's, you have authority Twitter. over that? You have Look, man, authority it, over that. It's on the page. I clicked the send button. It was too late. So I'll take the heat for that one. I apologize. Uh, speaking of taking heat. Ron Burgundy will read whatever's on that teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is a great episode up until now. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, that is our time for today. Uh, but uh, on that? the. I've been oh, Elon. Uh, this has been John Guerrero. Uh, that over there is Steve Main Squeeze It's game officer Jurek. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, I, I'm not going to say too much, but know that there are big things in the work and there's going to be some changes on the setup side of things. So it's going to hopefully look spiffier and have more spiffy things so we can get this show looking as good as you deserve this show to look like because you guys show us a lot of support and we really appreciate it next week the spifflification of best of five yes 
Also, maybe a guest. Not sure yet, but maybe. Uh, anyway, go watch Ultra Chen. Wait, hold Good on. Good night, Canada. The, the song just ended. Right. Hold on, wait for it. There we go. All right, later, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Canada, for real this time. <laughs> she has an spifflification.